A deadly weekend for Austin. We're checking in on how APD's officer shortage is impacting homicide detectives. And the hottest July 17th on record in Austin, and it does not stop here. When a chance of rain returns, though, in first warning weather. And police link the murders of four women in Oregon. What they are saying about a possible suspect after months of saying there was no connection. Well, Austin is coming off its deadliest weekend this year. Police launching four separate homicide investigations in cases that left five people dead. Now, the first one was Saturday morning in West Austin at an apartment complex off Loop 360. Then three homicides, all within hours of each other yesterday, all in East Austin. And the search for these suspects comes on top of staffing shortages within the Austin Police Department. KXAN's Nabil Ramonda shows us how that's impacting investigations. Four homicide investigations in one weekend. Three of those on Sunday. It is a very busy night here in Austin. The first homicide on Sunday night on Glen Street in southeast Austin at about 4.30 p.m. A man and woman in their 70s were found dead inside a home. Police telling us this was a murder-suicide. They discovered two deceased individuals. Then at about 8.30, reports of a shooting on 52nd Street. Police say a fight ended with a 40-year-old man being shot and killed. Sydney Patitucci was just leaving work. We heard like three shots and then we just left. At 9 p.m., another homicide. A teenager died at a Valero gas station on Airport Boulevard. It appears that several subjects with multiple weapons were involved in what was described as a gun battle. Austin is now up to 39 homicides so far this year. I know the detectives are, are somewhat overwhelmed um, due to just having a, a, a shortage of them. Austin Mayor Kirk Watson weighed in on the deadly weekend. The number of police officers on the force um, it isn't always a deterrent to homicides. APD has 16 detectives on the homicide unit. The department tells us because of the staffing shortages, some detectives also do patrol duty at times, which isn't a normal duty for detectives. One of the reasons that I want to see us get our numbers up in the police department is in the solving of crimes, uh, in the capturing of someone that's involved in homicides. For Patitucci, she's concerned with all the shootings. Uh, obviously, I'm a little on edge today, um, but it's not the first time I've heard a gun go off literally on the street. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. And Austin police have said that having homicide detectives go on patrol duties has presented a challenge, but those duties do not account for the majority of their workload. The department added having more detectives would allow them to spend more time on each case. Now we are keeping track of homicides in Austin. Our digital data reporter Christopher Adams has an interactive map of where and how many homicides Austin has had so far. Just search where have Austin's homicides occurred in 2023 right now over at KXAN.com. Authorities returned today to a field in Pflugerville. We know they're searching for leads related to Raul Meza Jr. He's the convicted killer charged with two additional homicides this year. Crews, some with dogs, spent hours in a field off of FM 1925 in Pflugerville today. So this is close to the intersection of Heather Wild and Pecan Street. Last week, we saw a police trailer there as well as four-wheelers searching through a high grassy area. At one point, we saw them carrying boxes off that field. Now back in May, officers arrested Meza and charged him with killing the man he lived with. 
First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Two record hot days in a row, which is pretty hard to do here in Texas in the middle of July. 108 so far today. That blew away the record for today's date back in 1984 of 105 degrees. Perhaps even more impressively, a long-standing record that we are about to break as well. Consecutive days in a row of 105 degree plus temperatures. Today was the eighth such day. The all-time record, nine days in a row. I believe we will not only tie that, I think we'll blow it away with 13 105 degree plus days in a row when this is all said and done. Today, it is still sitting at really hot and uncomfortable temperatures in South Austin. Sunshine at the Wildflower Center, 105 degrees. Coming up in your forecast, we'll talk about saving some money on your AC bill with this unprecedented heat continuing, a historic heat wave that may last for some time, but finally, a chance of rain in the next seven days. All right, David, thank you. The Iowa caucus is less than six months away. Republican presidential candidates are making their case to primary voters and making a pitch for donations. Yeah, some candidates are already dealing with money troubles, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. NBC's Bree Jackson has a closer look. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in Virginia talking about foreign policy and his faith. The Bible comes to life when you're in Israel. I will always stand with the state of Israel. DeSantis's campaign kicked off with high hopes. Now, there are signs of trouble. Polling shows he's failing to gain ground on current GOP frontrunner, former President Trump. He's dropping so quickly, he's probably not going to be in second place much longer. Cash flow is another concern. Much of the $20 million DeSantis raised so far came from people who already maxed out donations. Still, DeSantis is burning through money, spending nearly $8 million in just six weeks. To cut costs, his campaign recently offloaded roughly a dozen staffers with more firings to come. This as GOP candidates seek to raise enough money to make it to the debate stage next month while some voters seek alternatives. We need someone in the middle. You know, the issue is one extremist versus another extremist. There's growing speculation of a third party presidential run. If the American people are dissatisfied with what they're currently being presented and to give them a third option, to me, that makes all the sense in the world. It doesn't really have a clear path forward, but it just hurts the major party candidate. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, a moderate Democrat, has not ruled out a run for the White House. The country's never been as divided as it is now. And could even join a bipartisan ticket from the No Labels group. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News. Coming up, the inmate who escaped from a Pennsylvania prison is found the tip that led investigators to him. And a missing woman from Alabama returns home safely, but there are questions about how she got back home and what exactly happened to her. The inmate who escaped a Pennsylvania prison has been found, and the couple who called in that tip that led to his capture says they recognized him from the news after their dog tipped them off that someone was nearby their home. NBC's George Solis has the details now from Erie, Pennsylvania. That escaped inmate and murder suspect Michael Burham right here at the Erie County Prison. This after nine days of evading authorities. It all coming to a head this weekend after Burham was found in the backyard of Cindy and Ron Eklund. Their dog, Tucker, taking off. The couple says they thought something was up when the dog stopped barking. They go to investigate. They immediately spot Burham. They recognize him. They don't stick around long. They call 911. Within two hours, he is apprehended. 
is taken into custody. Authorities then bring him here to the prison. New mugshot just released. Authorities were always concerned about Burham being possibly armed. They say he had a military background and had survivalist training. This search went on for a week almost. 200 law enforcement officers out there in the woods. Again, that search now coming to an end. The investigation into how he escaped and new charges now pending. Back to you. Well, turning now to growing questions surrounding the disappearance of a young woman in Alabama. She vanished after calling 911 to report a toddler walking on an interstate. And then after more than 48 hours missing, she suddenly returned home to her family. And police say 25-year-old Carly Russell, a nursing student, returned alone and on foot. They say she was taken to the hospital for evaluation and has since been released. But police still don't know what happened to her. Video from the interstate where Russell vanished shows a car driving slowly with its flashers on. Police say when they arrived, they found her car, her cell phone and her purse on the road nearby. But there were no signs of Russell or the child. Giving you some campaign context, up next, clarity on the state of inflation, how the rate compares to when President Carter was in office. And it has only rained one day out of the last 25 days in Austin. Monthly total, just a scarce 0.03 so far. Your forecast, though, with a change coming this weekend, next. As campaign season picks up, we're back with another edition of Campaign Context. It's our new series where we provide you some clarity on the messages you're hearing from candidates from all parties. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz is looking for re-election in 2024. Recently on his podcast, Cruz went after President Joe Biden when it comes to inflation and the economy, saying, quote, Bidenomics is worse than Jimmy Carternomics. Cruz was referring to the high inflation seen during President Jimmy Carter's administration from 1977 to 1981. So has inflation really been worse under President Biden? Well, I pulled up some numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index. That's the go-to indicator of inflation. And this graph shows when Biden took office in January of 2021, the annualized inflation rate was 1.4%. It then peaked in June of last year at 9.1%. Now compare that to the Carter administration, where in 1980, the inflation rate peaked at 14.6%. Back to today, the inflation rate currently sits at about 3%. That's according to newly released numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. With this campaign context, I'm KXAN's Daniel Muddy. And if you want some more campaign context, you can just head on over to KXAN.com. Click on your local election headquarters under the News tab. And we have some breaking news right now. The Texas Senate has issued a gag order for the impeachment trial of Ken Paxton. This comes after what Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick calls egregious behavior on the part of some involved, citing inflammatory articles and statements made by those taking part in the proceedings. Now, the order states that those involved cannot make opinions about the trial, how it's going, or what evidence is presented. Whoever breaks those rules will be held in contempt of court, meaning a possible six months in jail or a $500 fine. The gag order is in place until the trial is over or the court says otherwise. Well, it's not just the U.S. experiencing extreme heat. Europe is as well. The temperature reached 102 degrees in Rome today, but tomorrow it's going to be even worse with temperatures reaching 118 to 120 Fahrenheit in places off the western coast of Italy. Mediterranean countries like Spain, Greece, and France are also recording record-breaking temperatures.
Yeah, Ooh. I saw those pictures right there, those images of people in front of the Spanish steps in Rome yeah. just splashing water from the fountains on their faces. So many folks in Europe don't have air conditioning because mm. they're not used to weather like this. It's not supposed to be happening. In the Persian Gulf, there's 90 degree water temperatures and there was a heat index of over 150 Ooh. degrees. Can you imagine that? All of this happening while Austin bakes in what is about to become its hottest July on record. We've got all-time heat streaks happening in Phoenix, Las Vegas, uh, Tampa undergoing their hottest July on record, El Paso having their longest stretch of triple-digit days. All of this climate change supercharged by El Nino, which tends to warm the globe a little bit more. Sunshine 105 in Austin, 103 degrees right now in Dripping, 104 in Georgetown. If there is one bright spot to this heat compared to several weeks ago. Look how low the humidity is. Super dry air, 12% humidity in Lano. So there's not much of a heat index. It actually feels slightly cooler than the thermometer says instead of the other way around. Still, just the awful air temperatures by themselves, that's enough to hit the excessive heat warning criteria again tomorrow. A few of our counties like Gillespie, Blanco, and Fayette in a less serious heat advisory. It's still going to be hot there, just not quite as terrible as the rest of our area. July heat, I just mentioned this. We are still in second place now but closing the gap quickly for one of the hottest Julys on record, including today's record high of 108 in Austin. Look at this, day and night temperatures are running a serious five and a half degree fever. We're only a tenth, and a tenth of a degree behind where we were at this point last July. And looking at what the rest of that month looked like versus what the rest of this month looks like, it is very possible that we end up in number one. So let's talk about some money-saving tips. Our electric bills are going off the charts. If you close your blinds and your shades, that keeps a little bit of that summer sun out. Turn your thermostat up a couple degrees if you can stand to do so. Changing your air filters makes your AC run more efficiently. And of course, we all pay different electric rates depending on the time of day. If you run your dishwasher or your dryer, things that take a lot of energy overnight or early in the morning, that actually is cheaper to do than running them right now. We've got an energy rush hour all across the state. Everybody cranking up the AC. It's 106 in San Angelo, 107 in El Paso. Their 32nd triple-digit day in a row, something Austin's never done. Sunshine and nothing but across the state. We've got one of the strongest heat domes ever observed over the desert southwest. And guess what? Projecting it forward, it is coming to Texas. That means, yes, tomorrow and even Wednesday will be just as hot, if not a degree or two hotter than today locally. Finally, though, this weekend, the heat ridge weakens a little bit, and it also pulls back westward, being on the periphery of this thing with some northerly flow aloft. May actually pull in a couple isolated thunderstorms Saturday and Sunday. Most of us won't see it, so I want to be clear about that. But 10 or 20 percent chances, those are the best we've seen in a couple of weeks, so we'll keep you advised. It's a little hazy out there today as well. I noticed on my drive in, maybe you did as well. We've got some Saharan dust blowing in from the Gulf into Texas. Hazy skies reducing air quality very slightly locally. We've got a lot of dust blown in over the Caribbean Sea all week, keeping hurricane season, at least for now, quiet, close to home. Tonight, because of the dry air, it won't be record warm overnight. Kind of mild, clear skies, 77. Tomorrow, one degree hotter than today, I think, 109, crushing another daily record, which has stood for 100 years in Austin. After that, we've got more record high temperatures every single calendar day this week, even as they start to trend down a little bit. This weekend, we do see a couple more degrees of relief, but it's still 10, uh, 5 to 10 degrees hotter than normal. Best shot of a late-day thunderstorm comes on Sunday, so let's all do our rain dance, cross our fingers.
All right, David, thank you. In an exclusive interview with KXAN, Austin Mayor Kirk Watson laid out some of what's inside the new proposed city budget. An extra $500 million has been added, bringing the new budget up to $5.5 billion. Now included in the budget are a number of incentives and changes to help retain police officers and hire more EMS staff, along with more money to help make sure Austin's power grid is more resilient. Watson says that most of the problems the increased budget hopes to fix are caused by just how much growth the city has seen. People look at Austin and say, we want to be like that, or we want to partner or be a sister city or, or figure out a way that we can do trade with Austin. Austin uh, captivates the world. And coming up at 6 right here on KXAN, we'll dig deeper into what's exactly in the budget and why some council members are up in arms. Well, yet another chance to become a millionaire. How much you could win in tonight's growing Powerball drawing. The deaths of four women in Oregon have now been linked to one person. This comes after investigators originally said there was no connection. Kristen Smith, Charity Lynn Perry, Bridget Webster, and Ashley Real were all found dead from February to May of this year. Now, authorities have linked 38-year-old Jesse Lee Calhoun to their deaths, and two other women were also found dead within that time frame, but have not been connected to Calhoun. We still don't know how Calhoun is connected to the deaths, but he does have an extensive criminal history. He was arrested in 2019 for outstanding warrants, but was given clemency in 2021. Now that was revoked on July 3rd and he was is now back in jail to complete his sentence. Calhoun has not yet been charged in connection to these four murders. Well, to some lighter news now, if you woke up feeling lucky this morning, then today just might be your day. I know we've been saying this for the past few weeks, but after no winner Saturday night, the Powerball jackpot has now jumped to $900 million for tonight's drawing, and the Mega Millions pot is expected to grow to $640 million for tomorrow's drawing. So if you take the Powerball cash lump sum up front, that's over $455 million. The Mega Millions lump sum is $328 million. But not to burst anyone's hopes, the odds of taking home the Powerball jackpot not really in your favor, of course. They're one in 292 million. And that's still high enough, though, basically to make a believer out of anyone. <laughs> well, tonight on KXAN, it's American Ninja Warrior at 7, The Wall at 8, Weakest Link at 9, right before KXAN News at 10 o'clock. Or as always, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 over on the CW Austin. Here is where to find that channel. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.